the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this episode, Dave talks about devotion. The main reading is Philippians chapter 2. Amen. A few Sundays ago, we, well, we've been talking about prayer and we'll continue on Sunday about prayer, but one of the um, uh, words I, I used at one point was devotion. And I just want to dwell on that word tonight. It's a lovely word in devotion. Um, uh, it really means great love, loyalty, dedication to that which you devote or apply or give yourself over, maybe to an activity or a purpose or a person and really that's a great um, question what is our devotion and obviously uh, who is our devotion and um, really as we as we study and look at the, at the Lord himself he's of course he's always our example isn't he and then we we see that receive the challenge of the word of God and uh, that's where we want to get to tonight um, because as I've so often said my greatest problem is who no, you can't. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Always, always me and 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 we'll we'll see that Jesus was such the epitome that um, we'll we'll drop into into a sermon I preached many years ago. Christ's imperative. Now, an imperative means something he had to do, and many many times Jesus said, "I must." That overrode. I feel. I think, I need, I want. It overrides all of those things. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a problem. And again, as we said, examine when you say something, when you say, I think, I feel, I want, drop back straight away. Because that is me talking and I'm more. And we'll come to those things. And, and even day by day, what God is trying to work into us. Well, of course, Jesus is always our example. His devotion is set apart. Uh, to encourage us, to challenge us, um, because he was devoted to his mission, and his mission was what? To save you and me. And um, so, uh, Jesus, uh, Luke 9, 51. Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, that he, was, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. See, life is a series of decisions we make. And uh, sometimes we are, we are always waiting, all oh, you know, we're into a feeling society and that has come into the church. And you know, my feeling has got nothing to jolly well do with it. If God's word tells me to do something, whatever my feeling says, it's got to go. And uh, so we see Jesus steadfast. The Bible says he resolutely said, because you know what? He didn't want to go. He didn't, well, let me just say he didn't want to go. He didn't feel like he wanted to go. He was in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, is there another way? So he said, Lord, is there another way? So when, when we say, oh, look, Jesus had to set his face. The Old Testament prophecy in Isaiah said, he set his face like flint. And Luke was taking that and, and putting it into in, in his, his uh, writings. He set his face as flint. I must be about. And I, I love Jesus because he, right from his, his, his boyhood. Remember, the, um, they left him. We say they left him. He stayed behind, of course. And uh, we can see the, we always see the argument, the, the uh, Joseph and Mary. I thought he was with you. I thought he was with you. And there was a bit of a, bit of a ding-dong between them, wasn't it? And uh, they were blaming each other. And so they went back, and there Jesus was, talking, asking questions. They were amazed. And uh, 
his mother, I don't know why Joseph sort of stepped back, the mother came, and he could see the mother. I'm sure she would have, she clipped him around the ear, didn't she? You could see it, kind of, or she was just about to, or she, she was going to clip him when she got him away from the Pharisees. What are you doing? And this, listen to what Jesus said. Did you not know? I must be about my father's business. Right from a young man, he, he had a, a laser focus in his life. He devoted himself to the father's mission. Um, John 8, John 8. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. See, that's a great challenge for us, isn't it? Because, well, I don't know about it. We can go through, go through a day and say at the end of the day, I've only done what the Father's asked me to do. I've only said what the Lord's asked me to say. Um, I don't know if I can ever say it, but I've gone, gone a day and have everything I've done, everything I've said has is, is been, been from the flow of my relationship with the Father. But that's where we get into it. That's my aim. That's my, my, my primary focus um, is to... Everything flowed, my actions, my words, my thoughts from my relationship with the Father. That's why Jesus, as we said uh, the other Sunday, that's why Jesus, early in the morning, late at night, set, got himself away to spend time with the Father. Why? Because he knew that the world would try and squeeze him, the world would try and influence him, even his family. Remember this family said, come on, come. They tried to get all of him, didn't they? They said, you, you, you're beside yourself. Or they tried to, tried to push him forward. Remember his brother said, if you want to be somebody, get down there now. And all these, these thoughts, and the people said, let's make him king. Well, in one sense, it's a good thing. But he didn't come to be king, did he? He came to be a saviour. So all these, all these, these uh, influences were squeezing on Jesus, yet that's why he go back to the Father, to keep, make sure that his devotion was pure. And that's why uh, the book of the Hebrews, when those Jewish believers were thinking about going back, thinking about giving up, um, uh, because it was tough. You know, we, we, we don't know anything about persecution, do we? we? We don't even, you know, people don't even mostly ignore us. Um, so we don't understand persecution, but they were going through difficult persecution. This is this is his words to them, Hebrews 12. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run without, uh, with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your hearts. That's why he said, look, you're looking here, you're looking there, now get your eyes on him. He is our example of devotion in the midst of knowing what he was going to set, knowing what he was going to go through, knowing that he was going to the cross, knowing that he was going to be separated from the Father, knowing the shame, knowing the despising, yet he said he considered that nothing to fulfill what God had called him to. Jesus' devotion, and if, if you hear nothing else tonight, and you listen to that Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, that will change again your day tomorrow. Because I'm, my eyes are on him now, 
and all the things going on around, well, we've got to deal with those, but my heart is heavenward. So I can see clearly, can talk better, behave better. So there's, there's, there's our example. Jesus, his devotion is our example and our encouragement. Well, the great thing about Christianity, it is simple. Uh, we, we complicate it so often, but it is simple. And that's why um, in, in, the, in the book of Corinthians, Paul was trying to say, look, look, careful now. Come back to the simplicity of the gospel. What did he say? First, didn't he? Remember, death, burial, and resurrection. I said this was the first thing. Grab a hold of those things. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11. Oh, that you should bear with me in a The simplicity or the purity of your devotion. You see, it is very simple. I, I love, the Bible says Moses came back off the mountain from, for 40 days in the presence of the Lord. Now, now he was walking with the Lord, didn't he? He was walking in the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord was upon him. They said, in fact, cover yourself because we can't take this And because he, he's been in the presence. And he comes down and he, he, he's, he's bringing such a, a revelation he said, what does the Lord require of you? Remember, he's 40 days in the present. What, it, the oracles of God are flying from. What does the Lord require of you? But to love him, to serve him, to fear him, to walk in his ways with all your heart. It is simple. It is really simple. Loving him with all our hearts. It's the same in the Old Testament because Jesus takes those two <coughs> commandments from the Old Testament brings them into the New. He says, look, Ten, absolutely. And sum them up in two, he said, love God with all your heart, and out of that you will be able to love people like you love yourself. Um, it is simple. The simple. He said, do not depart from the simplicity of your devotion to the Lord. Because we can easily get sidetracked, can't we? Oh, it's him and him alone. Nothing to do with me. And what, what I want and what I feel. Why? What does the Bible say? Well, let's read it. Uh, Matthew 16, 23, 26, I think. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offence to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it of a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Mm. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Mm. You see, again, very simple. Jesus was very clear. What, you want to follow me? This is how you're going to do it. You've got to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. Yet again, we have, we've been invaded and the world has squeezed us. How do you feel about that, Dave? What do you what do you what what do you want? What do you think is best for you? Nonsense, isn't it? Absolute 
nonsense because the Bible is very clear. Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. That is tough. But remember, who are we following? Who are we following? Jesus, who loves us. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how much people will invest in something that they like or they're into. People, <laughs> hobbies. People will spend thousands and thousands on a particular hobby, which, let's be honest, fine. It makes them happy for a while. But he ain't going to take it with you here. It, it's got no eternal value. No eternal value. But here we are. God's asking us to invest in something that's going to last forever. Um, and deny yourself. I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, sadly we were talking about a couple, a Christian couple. Um, they're broken up and uh, because they want to come, they won't get on and all that kind of thing, you know. Well, a lot of times you don't get on, do we? Um, and she said, the lady was talking, she said, I don't know the answer. I said, well, I said, you start with the vows. You go back to those for a start. I said, that's where we start. And, uh, and again, we, we, we forget what we've said, don't we, before the Lord. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. If powerful word. You see, where, where I don't get on. Well... There's a lot of times we don't get on. What, what, what grounds us? Not me, not what I think, what I want, what I promise the Lord. And uh, you see, that's where we come with me and I. I must, Jesus said, I must. And uh, this is what he said, Matthew 6, 24, nice short verse. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Again, uh, thankfully, again, the simplicity of the gospel. It is Jesus, 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 no one, nothing else. Why? Because he's worth it. Because he's worth it. He died for me. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. And he was committed to me. He was committed to me. Uh, so much so that he set his face aflame. So there, there's the simplicity. There's my devotion. Jesus, me. Now there's the challenge, isn't it? There's my challenge. Oh, Lord, help me. Um, but thankfully, again, we see, uh, even in, you, in the word, people standing up, responding to that. John 3.30, John the Baptist. He must increase, but I must decrease. Hey, lovely. Simple, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. The, the, short, the shortest words are sometimes the best. The most apt. Apt. He must increase and I must decrease. When they were debating about it, he was diminishing and the Lord was rising, he said, look, what is it? I'm just a forerunner. I've told you, I'm not the Messiah. He's the one. Look, follow him. He's the one. So there's, there's our challenge. Jesus to him. How about this challenge then? Our devotion to one another. Romans 12. 9 to 13. It's a few devotions there. Same word. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honour, preferring one another. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. We talked about the, the, the specific word for devotion there, uh, about a 
maybe 10, 11 times in, in, in the wood, and, and we have it twice there, absolutely earnestly, persevering after, devoted to one another. That's it. You know, in one sense, it's easy to say, Lord, I'm committed to you. Uh, now, we will test that, but it's difficult for us to quantify that because you know, you, it's between you and the Lord in one sense. But I can test my devotion to one another, can't I? We can, we can see it. We know it. We can, we can, we can, uh, uh, Dave, lend me a fiver. If you can have all the money in my, oh, I have some money in my pocket. I won't give it <laughs> Our devotion to one another. Be devoted to one another. You know, that, that one of the, what is the, the mark and the stamp, wasn't it? What did Jesus say? This will, they will know that you love one another. You love one another. What did Jesus say? They, one of the marks of the day of Pentecost, the baptism of the Spirit, no one thought theirs was their own. You want something? Right, sell that and give that man some money there. Um, I suppose some would say communism at work, but they never works without the Lord, let me tell you. Impossible. Um, but with the Lord, see a need devoted to one another. Um, Acts 2, Acts 2, a verse we know very well, 42, 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple, temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with the glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. Devoted to one another. I was, um, again, and again, we, the challenge comes to us all. But again, it, it just came to me. Uh, I was talking to, um, I was talking to one, listening to, uh, about another two elderly uh, folk. Been in the church for many years. And I'm, I'm, again, it, it challenges me because... We're all like this, um, but they were saying, I, I, I didn't go because I, I didn't like that, or I didn't, didn't want to be there for that. And they've missed something. They've missed the body. You know what? There's lots of things I don't like, isn't it? But you see, we miss, and when we say I'm not going because I don't like that, we're misunderstanding. You see, I go to build and to bless and in that, I receive a building. To, to not go, you are missing being a blessing. You are missing being the person who's going to build someone up. Because I don't like. And I'm thinking, Lord, that's why we are not revival. Because we are still going on what I think, what I want, what I need, what I like. And you know what? It's irrelevant. Because if, if God has, has, has called me to be devoted to my brothers and sisters, there's lots of things I don't like about you. And there's lots of things you don't like about me. And there's lots of things I don't like about me I, as well. But you see, what are we, we are, we're a body to build and to bless. And you know, isn't it strange if I stayed away and then the Lord gave me a word that morning for somebody? Or the Lord gave a word for someone to give to me? I missed it. I missed it. Why? Because I felt. I thought. I, I didn't, didn't want, I didn't like. So, where, again, devotion rises above. I think, I need, I want, I feel. 
Also, devotion. See, out, out, out of the devotion to the Lord comes our devotion to his work and his word. His work and his word. Um, Titus 3, verse 8 and verse 14. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that um, thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. And let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they, uh, that they be not unfruitful. See, now he's saying be careful, which means be mindful. Now you see that it, sometimes when people have said, oh, you throw your brains out when you come, no, you don't. The Lord enhances your brains, and thankfully he does for some of us, because some of us are quite simple. But he, he, he uses our, we call it sanctified common sense, which sometimes is lacking some. You know, sanctified common sense. Isn't it? He says, be careful. Devoted to good works. You see, see a need, or, or, and, and sometimes we say, oh, let's pray about it. No, 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 no. If you see a need, the Lord's revealing it to you, get and meet it. Um, then he says, in verse 14, not just to be careful, but to learn. I love Paul because he says, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be content. See, it's a process sometimes. You, you learn to be devoted. So what you do, you make a decision, isn't it? Again, we start from the beginning. Life is, is a series of decisions we make, even when we don't want to, even when, oh, it's going to cost me a bit of time. It's going to cost me some money sometimes. And uh, we think, oh, I was going to do this. I was going to get caught up with this. And the Lord says, eternal. Get your mind on each other. So service, working for him. What is he asking us to do, to be? Acts 6, 3 and 4. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. See, they said, we're going to devote. He said, we, we can easily get distracted here. And uh, many of us can get, something can be too busy, and, and we all can get too busy. And that's why Mary and Martha comes in, doesn't it? And the, the apostles saw right there there was a, an opportunity um, the devil could use to distract them. He'll use anything to distract us and divert us. He said, look, this is, this is important. We see this problem, but we can't deal with it. We'll, we'll get people in, blessed of God, touched by God, a good testimony, filled with the Spirit to deal with us. But we can't be sidetracked. See, when God's asked us to do something, to be absolutely sold out for him, not sidetracked at all. Um, and he's looking for those. It's interesting when he, he talks about um, those widows and put, uh, making a widow's list, didn't he, in, in uh, 1 Timothy. He says, you put the, only put those people on widow's lists who are devoted to the service of the Lord, to the good works. He said, otherwise, don't put them on there. Don't put them on the list. He said, they're not going on. So God's looking for it. He's zealous. So that's an awesome word, zealous. We, we, again, it's diluted in our society. But that word zealous is absolutely fanatical. The zealot, the zealot in, in, the, um, in the New Testament was a fanatic. They were freedom fighters. They saw a Roman on his own. He won't go home. Okay, the zealots were, they, were the, they, were the, they wanted to, totally opposed and that's why we find how God's amazing that he takes Simon the zealot and Matthew the tax collector and brings him in, in, in to be his disciples now we, we, we read over that and we think wait a minute now there's a zealot who hates the Romans who would kill a Roman 
And there's Matthew, who's been working for the Romans as a traitor and a tax collector and a thief. And he brings them together. Yeah, the Lord's good, isn't he? Why? Because he transforms them and he can bring a group of people changed there. So there's our, our challenge to the devotion, to his word, to his work, to his work. Oh, challenge us, Lord. Um, but also, of course, this word particularly, particularly was devoted to prayer. That really, again, the simplicity of the gospel, bringing us into relationship with the Lord, walking with him. That's why he says, be continually in prayer, walking with him, listening to him, lifting everything up to him as, the, as we go through our day. And we so often, we can go through a day and think, Lord, I'm so sorry. My day has gone past and I've spent little time even just bringing these things to you. And, uh, but see, our, our heart and, and the Bible's heart and God's heart is we devoted to him and, and to prayer. Acts 1, again, the, the foundation, the start of the church. Acts 1.14. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Everybody. Uh, very specifically, everyone and the women, and, the, and the, all praying, come, come. Why? That was, the, that was the foundation of the church, waiting for the Lord, waiting on him, touched by God, preaching the word. Remember, they were, they were difficult. And they come back in Acts 4, Acts 4, 5. They prayed again together. They lifted their voices together because they were devoted to know the Lord. They were in relationship with him. Colossians 4, uh, 2 and 12. Devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. Epaphras, who is one of you, servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. So you start, you start to devote yourself to prayer, be alert in thanksgiving and all those, and then he says, Here's your example, Epaphras, always wrestling, laboring in prayer for you. So what? You'll be complete, mature, standing firm. Um, good question there when was the last time we wrestled with the Lord for people for those around us for, for those in the church we can see some drifting away can't we when, we when do we wrestle Lord touch them as we come together this weekend touch their hearts stir them Lord those who once walked this way touch them again oh Lord I'm going to wrestle in prayer and we, and we can understand that uh, Ephesians 6, our last. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a full armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything you must stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up your shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yes. So the Lord is saying, devote again that we don't get the word, but the word is there. Devote yourself. Keep on praying and be alert. Be the word is sleepless, which we get again from the word uh, from Jesus says, watch and pray. Watch and pray. He says, shake yourself when you're getting sleepy and tired. Um, sometimes physically, but certainly he's talking spiritually as well, isn't he? When you 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 getting blunt and you, you're, you're lacking zeal for the work of the Lord and for his time and his presence, stir yourself, keep watchful, keep, keep open your eyes. That's why he says keep your, it's very important where we keep our focus and our, and our attention. That's why he says keep looking at the Lord, keep your eyes on him. And as we look at him, we can see things with a different perspective. We said last few weeks, we can see the work of the enemy in our land. We can see him, Lord, trying to, twist and distort uh, things where we and you listen you think Lord have mercy upon us when we, when we, we hear of uh, young children already making the decision at 11 I was talking to uh, you a story someone was 11 who, who've decided they're not a boy they're a girl well they haven't gone through puberty yet how on earth can you under uh, but again we said that's uh, unbelievable that's, but that's where we are and we need the Lord to come in all his majesty and, and uh, I, I only caught a bit of the program the other night uh, a young man about suicide and just breaking my heart to see these young men 18, 19, 20 said I don't know why I'm here I've got nothing to live for I'm valueless and I'm thinking they need the gospel See, they've been taught. Why are they, why are they got no value and no purpose? Why? Because there's no God. There's no God, so you're not created. You are an accident. So they, where's your value and purpose? If you're not good at anything, or you're not this or that, the other, then you can't have any value and any purpose. What the world tells you. That's the gospel comes and says, you know what, you are valuable because you were created by God and he died for you. Your purpose is to know him. And uh, you just, these young men, and, they, and the one says, he said, what did you struggle with? He just, I said, I struggle with life. Mm-hmm. And you, you're breaking your heart for these young men. You're thinking, Lord, get someone, you know, with a gospel. And we, we live around people like that. They may not articulate it. That's what we need to be praying in this, on all occasions, praying in the spirit to have the word of knowledge or to sense. God, the Holy Spirit says, look, they are they're in this particular predicament, they're in this particular place. Ah, bless the Lord, let's pray. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about our church, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.